Hey, 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 welcome everybody to the Harland Highway podcast. And uh, before we get going on today's episode, which is a great episode, one of my best buddies, Michael Rosenbaum from the hit television series Smallville. Michael played uh, Lex Luthor for uh, the duration of the uh, smash hit series. Uh, Smallville, um, the story of Superman when he was young and Lex Luthor when he was young. And uh, Michael and I have a long friendship. And on today's show, we're going to take you on a journey to the Amazon River. We're going to take you on a journey to the Burning Man Festival. We're going to take you on a journey to Shark Country. I mean, there's all kinds of cool film clips in this episode. And a little teaser trailer for a documentary film that I actually shot that's never been seen before. You'll be the first to see this footage. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, But please... Please remember to subscribe. There's a little button right here. Please subscribe so I can keep bringing you more great guests like Michael and all my other great guests. And uh, tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway, but hit that subscribe button. And for sure with this episode, uh, leave us some comments down below uh, in the comments section uh, because me and Michael actually make a request during the podcast to have you... uh, reach out and help us. So uh, hope you enjoy this episode. My good buddy, Michael Rosenbaum. Let's have some fun. Let's go on an adventure down the Harland Highway. Here we go. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Here we are, gang. Oh, wow, we got someone doing the air guitar. I'll tell you who it is in a minute, but you're here on the Harlan Highway with Air Guitar Wally. Wow, dude. Whoa, is that Eddie Van Halen? Whoa, Van Halen. Yeah, really nice. Nice. Is that, did you compose that music? No, it's the theme music. Right, but is it something you composed? Or no, somebody, no. Did you just it's, rip it off for free somewhere? No, it actually came in the sound system that I bought, the, the mixing board. Oh, it's like, I know. It's, it's free. It's a freebie, yeah. I would have given you a song off my new album. You could. Oh, uh, you Can we start off? This, this is Michael Rosenbaum, by the way. Hi, guys. Uh, my buddy, actor, singer. He has a band. He's a philanthropist. He's podcaster. A, you're a podcaster. He does so much, and we've been buddies for so long. But can we kick it off with you, like, singing me, like, just a, one of your favorite lyrics from one of your songs? Is that too weird to ask you to sing? To, to I'll sing, sing back it? to you. I'll sing a little thing back to you. Well, but. I'm trying to think of a, a song that uh, would work. Like, uh, you, you have, like... I mean, there's so many songs off the new album, but, like, me singing it, like... Just by myself like mtv unplugged except um, there's no mtv and there's no plug so it's just you singing i go to heaven if i say so that's all i remember wow i'll go to heaven <laughs> you, if, if I, I say you so you know what i can just play a little thing here if you want to well, guy. how about that that'd be better than me kind of acapelling i just well, woke I know, up but and people, shower people love you raw they love you unplugged raw I, I love you unplugged when i can't hear you talk <laughs> Jesus. Guy burns his buddy oh, right out of the game. Ah. Oh. Yes. 
Sounds good. Ooh. There you go, a little taste. Dude! A little taste. It's, it's cool. I called that Go to Heaven. Yeah. And uh, oh my God. I've been working on this new album, the band Sunspin. And Sunspin. It's, just, it's a passion project. Look, I don't think I'm going to be a rock star, a movie star. Yes, I, you do. Well, I know, star. my God. He, you you dream and want to be one. No, and you, no. I just want to no, make No, you do. I've you will always, and you are. We all have. No, I've always wanted. I'm too old now. I just no, you're not. I just turned 50. I turned 50. Bruce Springsteen still tours and he's 97 but years he old. he started when he's he was. He's got a colostomy <laughs> bag. He's in a wheelchair. He has no legs. He's got knobs. He was a rock star and he early started in his life. The coronavirus. <laughs> he was a rock star early in his life. Yeah, but and, dude. and then he continued to be a rock star. You can't just all of a sudden uh, come out of nowhere Not and be a rock star at fifty. Can you, folks? You can. A hit ah, song does cool. all of that for you. You have it like that. Sounded amazing. It's a, a hit, really good song. I'm a really hit song about. can take you from being a hobby guy, and I'm not a shrimp. I'm, these are air quotes. Okay. You're allergic to shrimp, I so am. I'm just Stay saying that. So away. these are air quotes. I'm not a shrimp, Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> You're not gonna get puffy and have an outbreak because I'm doing this. So yeah. the guy. <laughs> You have a chance of being a rock star as, as, as easy as anyone. A Look, hit song a, will do that. A long time ago, uh, I was always nervous about singing, and I always loved yeah. music so much, and I had a passion for it, and I yeah. loved playing guitar. And then one day I just thought, you know, you don't have to sing like Adam Lambert. You don't have to sing like Sting. Why don't you just do what you love? Be and, you. And be you. Yeah. And honest to God, it sounds hokey. But that's what's fun is making your own shit, Harlan. It's the best. Doing yeah. your own stuff, yeah. having passion. And some people, they dig it. And you, no one loves music more than this guy. Oh, Everywhere we go, we go on a road trip, we do a barbecue. Anywhere we go, you love music. I do. You love the 80s in particular and the 70s, but 80s the most. I love Chicago. You do great city, uh, great city, great, great band. band, great band. Old days, sometimes I remember. Old days, how did do this? <laughs> you guys gotta listen to the song. It's called "Old Days" by Chicago. Okay, so what's what's your your favorite '80s song? Like what? What is Ooh, it? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, Chicago's "If You Leave Me Now" is one oh, of my favorites. Will you sing a little bit of that to me? If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest. Oh, my guy's stripping. What? I was the biggest part of me. My heart's the in biggest there. Part of this is where my heart is. Great. Can you not interrupt my moment? Sorry. Can buddy. you start again, just, please? I, it got a little fun, comfortable for me. Here. Fun, comfortable. It was. Can but, we? Can you start again now that you know it's coming? If you leave me now. You take away the biggest part of me. See, this isn't uncomfortable, <laughs> is it? Bro. Oh, no. It's we're, fun comfortable. We're broskies. It's, you know, I've seen we're you without a shirt. I've seen you in your underwear. You have? Well, you did my movie back in the day, and you were oh, yeah. uh, in your skivvies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the side of the road improvising. Very funny shit. Yeah, yeah. It was we, always well, a joy we, working with you, buddy. Well, we've seen each other pretty much everything. We, we've yeah. sauntered together. We've sauntered together. We've been in a trailer together. Yeah, it's it's dawn day we, afternoon with us. We've seen it all, man. Yeah, we've seen it. You've seen more. We've seen it. But now I feel like i got to sing to you. Go ahead. Can I sing a Please little? Please do it. How about a little Elvis? No, because it's summer. I want to do. Oh, I know. Um, 
I don't want to say goodbye for the summer. Michael, I promise you this. I'll send you all my love every day of the summer. Who is and that? Seal it, shh, and seal it with... Fuck, bro, now I gotta start again. <laughs> you, that's, that's called stepping on a bro's vibe. So I you, stepped on his vibe. You ran up on me and did a Rambo. I did, and I thought you were gonna take your shirt off again. Hey, you ran up hey, on me and did a Rambo. Look, you take your shirt off in your own podcast. I don't know about that, people. Look, look at you differently, you know. Let me do the last part that you stepped on. All right, do it. No, I don't want to say goodbye for the summer. Michael, I promise you this. I'll send you all my love every day in a letter and seal it with a kiss. That was for you, bro. If you don't like it, you can get up I, on your stumpy veteran legs and walk out the door. I liked it. I okay. liked it. It felt comfortable. It felt like you were just speaking right, right? to me. Yeah. You know? Is, is that a real song? Yeah. Who sings it? Uh, um, uh, who's that band? Guar. No, it's not Guar. That's Guar. That's Guar? Yeah, the guys with the big... Man. The big monster clothes yeah, and stuff? that's Guar. I don't think you're lying. I think you're <laughs> lying. I think it's not Guar. I think they sing harder stuff. How dare you? Okay, so favorite song from the 80s was I If mean, You Leave if Me you Now. Leave me Now is one of them, but But wasn't you know, that the 70s? No, I don't think so. I think it was the 80s. I it think might it might have been. been the late 70s. I think it's one no. of my favorite songs of all time. But you know, I You're like, right, it is 80s. I love The Cure. I love Morrissey. I love Def Leppard. I love mm. uh, uh, Duran Duran. I love Talking Heads. Yeah. I like, you know, home is where I want to be. Pick me up and run me around. Never heard that song. I get off. Is that The Cure? No, that's uh, Talking Heads. I don't know that song. Oh my God, it's one of the best songs ever. I don't know it, so therefore you, I don't like it. And in my mind, it doesn't exist. Would you please go back to If You Leave Me Now? If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. There it goes. And then, no, baby, please don't yeah. go. I think I like that song because I'm a nostalgic guy. And yeah. it reminds me of going to my grandma's house. I remember like w waking up in the middle of the night. And my dad's driving straight from Indiana to New York, and I remember getting off this exit, and I just remember that song coming on, and we're almost at Grandma's house, and I just remember nostalgia, and it just wow. made me feel good, and I always think of that moment. Was it late at night? It was like late at night, it's probably two in the morning. That's weird. I have. A, I don't know if you know this song. This was, I think, from the mid seventies. We were up at our cottage, and my uncle had a van. Like back in those days, the only people that had vans were like carpet layers and. I have a van. No, now you do, but back in the <laughs> '70s, it was weird for a regular person to have a van. Right. So when me and my little my sisters got in it, that was like the equivalent of stepping into a Mack truck. It was like you're up higher, and it was like this. And I remember driving down the highway at night, and there's this old song. I I forget who it is, but I went to a garden party. And da, 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 da. Wow! I don't and know it, it stuck in my head like you. I that remember sitting in the van, driving. There's my uncle, and out of all the songs in my in my history, it's like I remember that. That's the beauty of it. That's great. You know, I was thinking on the way here. I just like I I miss certain things. I miss 
the old days. I think, you know, I just hit 50, yeah. and I don't know about you, but, like, there's something happened. It's just like, oh, my gosh. I know it's just a number. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's just like the... When, when things were easier, when you didn't yeah. have to worry about things, and you everybody can say was free social media, I, I guess so. It's just like yeah. it was. Everyone was together. Uh, you know, I just I missed it. even t- times like at your house in the pool with people around and laughter. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I want to my life to consist of more. Well, you know what else happened too is everything was like condensed. Like if there was a hit song, everyone across the globe heard it at the same time yeah. because the only place you could hear it was on terrestrial radio. Right. So everyone shared in that communal experience of there's a new song right. and it kind of unknowingly bonded everyone. But now with, with the digital era, people are listening it's, to music. You don't know where to go. It's, you, just, it's, 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 yeah. it's omnipresent is what it that's, is. That's right. Well, it's, it's, over, it's, it's oversaturation. oversaturation. It's, it's like there's so many points of well, entry. Same things with TV shows. Yeah, it's just I mean, like, it's just like I, there used to be a couple of networks. It used to be this. And everybody could kind of share in like watching different things. Yeah. But now there's millions of shows. Yeah. And it's, I'm not saying this if I sound like a grandpa. No. But, but at the same time, it's just, it's too much. It's like, I don't, hey, have you seen that show on Paramount City? Yeah. Paramount City? Yeah. What the hell's that? Oh, yeah. it's a, have you seen Toto, the new uh, platform for uh, yeah, yeah. animals? I, what, what are you talking about? It just, it's yeah, my, my neighbor Wally has a new streaming network. Have oh, you seen this God, stuff? Yeah, he's yeah. vacuuming his uh, rug this week for 12 episodes. Yeah, I've got 16 streaming platforms yeah. to choose from because I want to watch one show. I have to pay $14.99 to, and then I cancel it. You know what happened, too? It's diluted because, you know, we're... We're actors, I mean, amongst other things. We, we met acting, but it's diluted the acting world to the point where you don't really feel there's stars anymore. You don't feel, because it's like, you will hear about a hit new show on a streaming network, and it could be great, like Stranger Things or Tiger King or whatever, and you watch it all in a week and a half, and you don't even know the names of the actors because right. you're on to the next right. thing. And you don't know the producers. You don't know who direct. You don't care. Yeah. You, you forget it almost two weeks after you watched it. And you're, yeah. and you're by the time a year goes through, you've watched nine, nine series that would have taken you nine years to watch. Seinfeld ran for what, nine years? Yeah. So you would have dedicated nine years of your life being a Seinfeld fan, and now you can watch a show of that caliber in a, in, week. In, in a week, and you just, you forget the actors, you forget. So it's kind of it's it's kind of watered down the whole industry. Yeah, and I know we're going off on a tangent, folks, yeah. and we're sounding old, but we're, this is, we're speaking our minds here. Yeah. But there's also another thing where I feel like, you know, I went to the movies last night. I went and What'd saw you Elvis. See? Oh, yeah, is it good? I, I liked, I thought he was terrific, the guy who played Elvis. Really? I'm so a I, little nervous because on the billboard they had him with mascara. No, and he, I thought, you, what is it, Elvis at a drag he, show? He killed it. He killed it. Well, he that's all right, mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, mama. Said anything you do, but that's all right. Oh, that's all right. He was extraordinary. Was the movie he? is okay. Yeah. I gave it a B. You know, maybe a B. Really? I didn't know but you I, went to the movies with uh, with a fucking uh, hornet's nest. <laughs> with a B? Sorry. But what, I'm, what I was going to say yeah. is that don't you think that 
movie theaters are going to become sort of I was thinking that the other day. so many movies are going straight to HBO Max, are going straight to Netflix, are going, and I'm like kind of worried, like, oh, crap, you know, what's going to happen to the cinema? I know, I love going to the movies. It's an event, We go a lot, we've been to a lot of movies. We've been to a lot of movies together. We sit in the back and we uh, kind of make fun of everything. And then lately, not to sound snobby, but a few... Or Chelsea. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Is that that the counter to the horrible (laughs) B joke? There you go. Um, lately, a few times we've actually rented out a theater at a theater. It's true during just the COVID. Gone with a bunch of friends. During the COVID, we rented out Quiet Place Two. Yeah, uh, I rented out Nobody um, with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Nobody. That was a good time. Yeah, that was fun. Kind of, it was kind of fun. fun. It Felt was a fun. little special renting out your own theater. Yeah, it feels special going to the theater. But you know what's really sucks? I went to the uh, Universal City Walk. Could yeah, barely get that one out. Yeah. And uh, as I'm going to valet, I'm paying, and the guy's like, and I go, hey, I got validation for valet as well. And he says, $45. Come on. I paid $45 for valet. To park. $45. I even said to him, I go, $45. And he goes, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, this is, br- I mean. Wait, I Stallone was your valet guy? Hey, look, I don't know what to tell you. Like, $45. It's probably because it was Stallone. You had to pay like a celebrity a fee, fee to, see, to to meet him. Hey, I, I, I can't do it. I can't. You can do it. Hey, see the fucking light. It is like just lower around. Hey, that's good to see. How you doing? Like just throw it away. I had uh, Rodney Dangerfield park my car for me. <laughs> hey, Harlan, what kind of car is this? Hey, you ever thought of a car wash? Hey, your this- car's filthy like your mom's ass. <laughs> I thought you were going to do an electric car joke. Hey, your, your wife been using this electric car as a vibrator? <laughs> What's wrong with your wife? You, uh, lo- you, you knew Rodney, too. I love those stories. I knew Rodney, yeah. You were there when he passed away. I was. I was one of the last people to see him alive. I was, I was at his bedside eight hours before he passed. I was, like, was standing that t- was there. Was that tough? Dude, it, it, was, it was really hard to be there with him because... He was such a big so legend, so and, full and so full of life, and he was such a big guy that made so much. And and to s- be at his bedside and see the state he was in, and I was just sort of overwhelmed. And then and then it wasn't until I left the hospital, I was walking out the front doors of the hospital, and I just the waterworks. You like, lost it. It just really upset me. Like I sort of became. Because it not only it was not only it was Rodney, but it was also just you know you you think about the mortality of yourself, of your friends, your fa- you realize like you go about your day and you just realize you think life is here perpetually, Ooh. and and then when you see when you see it ending, when you see the candles starting to dim, and then it's gone. It it's it's and you you knew he was I the the state he was in. I I, I don't want to sound grim, but I. Didn't think he would be able to recover, you know? It was that bad. And that was part of it. I was like, God, this guy that just made everyone laugh and and the legend he left behind. And it was it was yeah, I just I just lost it. It was it was uh, it was tough. Yeah, but. I start thinking about that stuff. I'm at the age where it's like, you know, my mom's seventy five, my dad's in his seventies, mm-hmm. you know, my grandma's not I'm lucky to have her around. She's ninety four and I'm like Wow. And I feel like if you start to really think about things, you know, people die in their 50s. Yeah. People have heart attacks. My friend Phil almost just died. They removed like half his liver or something. What happened? He, he had cancer. 
Oh, and like God. all of a sudden, you know, it's it's life's like that, and yeah. we take it for granted, and we we you can't obsess. No, you can't sit here and every day think, oh, this could be it. But you do have to sort of think about living your life and really trying to find purpose and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean that's what I talk about on the podcast all the time. Your podcast, about, yeah. T- tell them the name of your podcast. Well, I have two podcasts. One's called Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, and it's and it's really talking to celebrities about you know facing adversity and life and anxiety and real stuff. And yeah, you go deep. People open up. They really open up, and uh, it's. It, you know, people, I guess they like the podcast, so check out Inside They love the podcast. It's doing great. And I, I'm going to say this because I, I watch it. I've seen a lot of You've been of on the, it. I've been on it, and I've seen some of the episodes too. And I would also say that you, you love to go deep into people, but I also recognize that you almost use it as a form of res, reverse therapy for it's, yourself. It's, I do. I because do. you you go in and you love to talk about your emotions and feelings. And I, I notice you go into people get what they have going on, and then you bounce what you have off of them, and it becomes this reciprocal, yeah, almost right. like a therapy session. You're it's, right. It's, it's really interesting. Because I think, but I learn from people. Oh, yeah, I can see the wheels turn, and I know you so well. Like I'm like, tell. what works for you? What are you doing that makes yeah. you work? And I, if I'm finding that information, it could be helping me. It could be helping listeners. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I had one guy, Stephen Amell, who's the arrow. He had an anxiety attack on the podcast. And he let me keep the podcast. Oh, did so he? So you hear him having a, an anxiety attack. What does that sound like? What For people who've says, never had one, do they? is it like jitters? Is, is it, uh, can you see bo- it? Your body tingles. It's different for everybody. But I get overwhelmed. You could, Your heart rate is fast. You could start to sweat. You feel like you're going to pass out. You feel numb. You get tunnel vision. There's a lot of different anxieties that people get and and, and phys, you know physical manifestations and, and but like he <laughs> yeah well he just looks at me and goes keep going harlan no. are you okay no. are you having an anxiety attack sir yes, I am. are you okay sir he, he looked at me and just goes hey rosie uh i think i'm having a, an anxiety attack and i wow. go what are you, are you okay he goes yeah i just don't i don't I think i should i think i should go I got to go. And I can relate to that because there's been moments, even in the beginning of this podcast, I get anxious. What, for this one? Even right here when we started, I started to get a little anxious. Really? I started to get a little anxious and I stopped myself and said, this is Harland. I knew you would. You even told me earlier in the week, you're like, I might not come up because I'm feeling a little anxious. Yeah. And I've known you, what, 20 years now? Yeah. I just went, the minute he sits down, that's going to go away. Because we're yeah. like an old coat for each other. I mean, couple. that's why, you want to hear a little secret? <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. I opened with the let's sing to each other thing, because I knew it would be therapeutic and 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 bring you into the comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Well, and, you know what, what, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Harlan. I think deep for too, For loosening man. me up. Yeah. Helping me relax. That's what buddies do. This is what friendship is, buddy. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for mm-hmm. over 20 years started with sorority boys and it's continued on through the decades if you've got anxiety find a good friend like harlan williams he'll be there for you he'll sing to your heart and he'll make you feel good it's the harlan highway (laughs) great i'm having an anxiety attack you built me up too much (laughs) actually i think that's a koala attack (laughs) get me some eucalyptus (laughs) that's what they eat they eat eucalyptus. They, and that's why they nap all the time. Yeah, and apparently they're drunk all the time. Sound familiar? 
What are you? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. What are you bro? insinuating, I didn't sir? Even, I was. I didn't even run up on you and do a Rambo on Gatorade. That's what I do. Hey, I got my two eucalyptus. <laughs> ain't gonna do your podcast anymore. <laughs> I love when he gets mad. You know, I, I was on set with him. I got you. The, wait, you he, wait. Hold on. He, he uh, Michael was in Guardians of the Galaxy. I was in Guardians of the Galaxy two, and, and that's I'm, all I could say. That's right all now. we can say. But uh, and in, you worked two, with. I worked with him. He was so, Sylvester Stallone. He was so sweet. He was yeah. so great to the crew. So great to everybody. He looked at me. We talked about back surgeries and stuff. Like, you had back surgery? I'm like, yeah, I've had like seven spots. He seven. Like, who's your doctor? And I said, oh, it's this guy. He goes, I got the same fucking doctor. No way. And we started talking about stuff. What? So I, there was just one moment where I saw him get a little, you know, a little, just. Testy? But not with anybody. With It was, it was like Ooh. the person who works with him or his friend. He had okay. a friend with him. And he just goes, Frank. The fuck will be. That's and his it, brother, isn't it? No, it Frank. wasn't. Oh. But he has a brother, Frank. Frank. But it wasn't Frank. His brother. So he was and it was like, just it was just a moment where he was annoyed. He goes, get the fuck over with you. What are you doing? Whoa. And it was just a little thing. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got an edge. Everybody. I get. I lose my shit all the time. He didn't lose his shit, but it was very, like, quick. It's quick. Can, I, it can I tell you a story? I saw um, Bruce Willis do that. When I was on the set of uh, The Whole Nine Yards, we were doing a scene where, remember Michael Clark Duncan from The Green Mile? Sure. God bless him. Loved Such him. a I loved great guy. Him. So there's a scene where Bruce Willis has shot me to death, and they bring the corp, my corpse into the front foyer of this big kind of house where Bruce is living in right? the movie. Yeah. And Michael Clark Duncan's carrying me in, and Matthew Perry and Amanda Peter there, and they throw me on the floor, the corpse. And we do the first take, and um, and and Bruce stops after the director yells cut, and he goes, he goes, he goes, man, it's kind of bright in here. He goes, you know, all the lights are on in the in the lobby of the house, and uh, we're bringing a dead body in. What well, these lights won't be on. And the, the director, Jonathan, who's an older British guy, is like, it's okay, Bruce. It's all right. It'll be fine. This is the way I want it. And Bruce is like, no, this is too bright. It doesn't make sense. We're, we just, we're bringing in a body. And he's like, it's okay, Bruce. And Bruce just goes, can I see you over here in, in the office? And, and everyone just went like, and he did it was that. just a moment. He did that die hard, like that, that Bruce sideways. Willis that, like, can I see you? You know that? And he, and he, they go, you know, it was a rented house. The lights and, went down. And they go, they? they go in the den. They're in there for about five minutes. And we're just, uh, every, Michael Clark Duncan, you know, fucking uh, Matthew Perry, we're, the whole crew, we're all just standing there. The door opens. Bruce and the director walk out. And the director goes, let's shut off the lights. And everyone just went, it was like, <laughs> really? it, was the, like it was the cool, like, it was just like. I, Bruce is not letting this go. Yeah, it's, but it was also like, not that I, I'm, I'm disparaging the director, but it was just, it was really be cool to see witness to that moment I, you were talking I, about. I saw Clint Eastwood kind of oh, lose tell, his shit. Oh, tell, well, there we go. I was working at Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Oh. And, um. you know, Spacey, Kevin was just asking some questions to Clint. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like. Clint, am I walking in the, um, no, do you want me to walk to the side or do you want me to walk in the center? He goes, oh, whatever you want to do, it's, it's fine. And he goes, yeah, but do I, and, and he kept asking him questions. Oh. He goes, 
God damn it, whatever you want to do, I don't give a shit. Did he? And yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a quick snap. It was like, God damn it, whatever you want to do. To Spacey. Yeah, he to was Spacey. A big actor. And it wasn't like he was just, it was just, Kevin, you know, Clint was, and he wasn't that old. To me, he was old at the time, and he was yeah. only like 67. Yeah. At the time, 64, which isn't old, but then it was old to me because I was yeah. in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. And he just kind of lost his stuff. But most of the time, oh. 99% of the time, he was just very delicate. He was like, Michael, if you just want to acknowledge the jury on this take. Yeah. He was beautiful. Everyone but, I've ever seen interviewed, like from, from Matt Damon to you name it, they always go, yeah, I was on set with Clint and we're waiting to do the scene. And Clint just walks in and he's like, why don't you go ahead? Like he doesn't even say action. Yeah, he, he just, just does this. A, he does, he looks at his uh, Jack. Uh, I forgot his last name, but Jack's his DP, his director of photography. Yeah, and he just goes like this. He goes Jack. Yeah, which means roll. He doesn't even say action. Doesn't say. He doesn't even say roll. Goes. No, I think he meant Jack was crazy. He was like Jack. Jack you're fucking nuts. You need fucking therapy. Get off Michael's podcast Jack. immediately. Get out of here. Oh, I gotta. You can you tell this story though, because it's one of my. And then I want to tell them how you and I met. But yeah. you did a movie. I think it was called Pool Hall Sharks or something. Pool Hall Junkies. And you met Christopher Walken. Yeah. And you he. T- uh, you know story. what's funny is I told this story, so maybe it's happened before with people where he does this. But Christopher Walken, I I went up to him and I yeah. said. I'm so excited to work with you. Um, and you big, never met him. I've never you're, you're met him. You're just getting I'm, on I'm set. I'm a big fan. This yeah. is really exciting to me. Huge star. You're a huge star. Could I, should I call you Chris or should I call you Mr. Walken? Yeah. And he looked at me and goes, I don't know. Call me Flash. Then he fucked off. <laughs> he just walked away. Call me Flash. It was the most. It was the weirdest the thing best. in the world. The best. The, the best. best. He was Only a weird he guy. Could say that. Could, did you call him Flash after uh, that? Yes, I actually called him. You Fla- did. Well, it was funny because I go Flash, yeah. Flash, and he wouldn't look at me. Finally, I was with my friend Anson. I was like, "Watch this." I got an insight with with Walker, <laughs> and he goes, "Flash, what's up?" And he just goes, "What?" Imagine he looked at you and call me Christopher. Call me what, Mister Walken? Yeah. He just didn't. He like he completely like dissed me. And I was like, what the hell? Then I had him sign my King of New York DVD at the time. Yeah. And uh, he's about to sign. I go, could you put to Michael? And, and uh, it was two thousand. It was in 2000. I go, yeah. to Michael, to Michael, you know, from Christopher yeah. Walken. He looks at me like, I know what I'm doing. You know, Chris, Chris Walken. I go, and then I go, uh, and then he put two zero 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 and goes, 2000. 2000. <laughs> just looked and I go, yeah, yeah. 2000. That's, that's a year it that's is. when we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he just was an odd guy. I remember he was a, he's a dancer and he had these his shoes and you could always see his toes crunched up in front of his, on Ooh, his feet. Are you sure he wasn't a geisha girl? Or a Wizard of Oz. Yeah, <laughs> where, the, where the legs roll up. Under By the way, have you ever orgasmed so hard your legs roll up? Like they, like <laughs> Not the, yet. Like the house fell on you? I wish. Oh, someday when you just have your moment and those legs curl up. And you got to wear the black and white striped leggings, too, to really make it As work. your housekeeper walks <laughs> yeah, by. I know. Their last day here, Quinn. 
God. But tell tell them. I want to tell the story where we first met because we did it. Me and Michael met on a movie called Sorority Boys. That we yeah, did Sorority Boys. You know, people ago. love this movie. If you want a good laugh, you want to sit back. People really do. They come up to me at conventions. Yeah. They come up to me on the streets. Sorority Boys. Yeah. Two of my favorite movies. It became a cult. It didn't yeah, do yeah. all the box office. Yeah, no. It, it didn't make us any money. Yeah. But the movie, people enjoy it? It made us more than money, my friend. It made us a lifelong friendship. That's, that's where we the money is. We became really great friends. And yeah. I, was a, I was a fan of yours to start. I remember going, my, I said, um, you know, who's in the, somebody said, who's in the movie? My friend Matt Ballard. And uh, I said, um, Barry Watson and Harlan Williams. He goes, what? Harlan Williams is hilarious. And I go, what? yeah. Dumb and Dumber, something about wow. Mary, yeah. went on and on. And I go, yeah. And when I met you, I just was like, you're so naturally funny. You're just, you're just a goof. You just want to have fun. You're I went the, to DeVry, bro. It's not natural. You went to DeVry? I studied but, at DeVry for years person, to be funny. But you're the person you want to be around in life because you don't take life always that seriously. I've seen True. you cry. I've seen you have moments. I've yeah. seen when, you're, when your mom passed. Yep. I've seen... Serious moments that many people haven't seen. Yeah. Real Harlan. But for the most part, Harlan is just trying to enjoy life. And I'm like, I want to be on this roller coaster with Yeah. And I want to take this ride. And we've taken a lot oh, of rides Oh, we've together. had some goodies. Oh, you got me to Burning Man. I didn't want to go. You got me to go to the Amazon. I didn't want to go. You've pulled me out of my, uh, what do you call it? Comfort zone. Yeah. You really have. And I appreciate I call it that. Your, I call it your coma, actually. My coma? Yeah. Well... It's sort of a coma. No, I'm kidding. You're you're one of the most. Sounds like we're like stroking each other now, but you're one of the most like vibrant friends I have. Like you always are doing things. Like a lot of people I know, it's like, you know, they'll go they'll go a few months and go. Oh, I'm going to a party, or I'm going to a concert, or I'm going to an event, or. You you do stuff almost every freaking week. You're you're at a concert. You 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 well, go. Well, I you, think you I've do slowed a down a little bit. I think I've slowed down a little bit, but I wanna I wanna start doing a little more. In fact, I had we talked about it, but I had an anxiety attack on Sunday night. No so way. people came. We went to Buca de Beppa for my birthday, and we had a back room. And, and I felt bad because I didn't go. Yeah, because like COVID, ten of the people had COVID well, recently. Well, yeah, so but they, I was they had gotten out. over. But I made everybody test, and I, know, I was, was nervous. But so I, I'm I taking them out on my own. For I, dinner, I, I, I still owe you. I still owe you a Arby's. But I, I got on these meds for anxiety. And, okay, and they didn't work. Oh no! And they exacerbated my anxiety. To the point where I at the at my own gathering, the birthday I, party, I was struggling. Oh no! Oh, dude, I, I wanted to run out of there. I was tingling and like gonna pass out and like I can't do this. I can't. I told everybody there I'm having an anxiety attack. I don't you know what did? to do. And not not a lot of people knew. I hope no one jumped out of a cake because you probably would have. <laughs> oh had a stroke. man! Happy but birthday! It, oh! But it was look. But here's here's the. <laughs> Here's the thing. Now I got off the meds, and I'm not on any meds right now, and I'm, I'm feeling a little better. But what I've done is I'm I'm swimming every day. Nice. I'm taking walks every day with my You're dog. walking now? I'm walking. I tried to get this guy to walk with me every day during two years of COVID. He goes, I hate walking. We went on one walk. We went on two walks. We went on one walk past the Jared Leto's secret compound in the hills. Now we did also walk around your compound. Twice. We went on two. That's one walk a year to Mr. I Love to Walk. You're welcome. And by the way, he, you're welcome. Thank you. Yes. He takes me past it. I guess there was an old um, U.S. Air Force like radar base or something they built in the Hollywood Hills. Right. 
And it's like this weird, like, 1960s. It looks like a nuclear. And yeah. Jared Leto bought it. At one point or something. And yeah. One, yeah, it was so bizarre. It was Harper's. But anyways, before we go into our adventures, I want you got to, I don't know if you want to reenact it, but I'm going to tell the story. When, when I met Michael for the first time oh, on boy. Sorority Boys, we had to do what's called a table reading. So all the actors and the people involved have to come into a big boardroom and we sit around the table and we, we literally read the script out loud. Yeah, it, it takes an hour and a half to read the, an hour and a half script. Do you get nervous during those? A little bit. Because, I was nervous because they can fire you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you're reading the part. You're not acting the part. And, and I feel like if, if they don't like the sound of the reading. That they, out. They'll yeah. fire you. I've heard about people getting fired in table reads. Yeah. My buddy John Heater got fired off a... Uh, it was like a Will Ferrell, really? Adam McKay pilot because of a table read or yeah, something. Yeah, he was he was uh, Napoleon Dynamite. He was Napoleon well, Dynamite. You don't yeah. fire that guy. No, you that don't guy fire that brilliant. guy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little intimidating. And not only that, but you're meeting all the other actors and stuff for the first time. You're, in a lot of cases, you're meeting the director. Right, so there's no real chemistry yet. Yeah, you're there's no chemistry. And, and then you're reading a part that, you know, you probably haven't looked at the script since you auditioned like, you know, five months earlier. Well, or in my I, case, I prepared. You don't always prepare no, like that. I don't. But at any rate, um, it it is it isn't. I do get a little freaked out by it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm here. They they cast me. Let's go. Why do you have garbage bag on your notes? Oh, that's I want. I want to ask you about. All right. Our, uh, the, You'll see. All I want right. to ask Go back you. to the table read. It's one of my favorite stories. One of my favorite bag. funny moments. I don't want to be part of You're cutting it out. <laughs> no, you right. love it. Jesus. You love. But anyway, so Michael walks into the... Barry was our... Barry Watson, the other sorority The good boys, look. The best, the best good look. The best looking Sexiest guy in Hollywood. Boys, yeah. This guy could have had any girl he wanted. He probably did. And then Michael <laughs> walks in. I was already there. And Michael walks in last. And you... First thing you did before you even said hi, you had your hand under your shirt. And I've never heard anyone make better fart noises doing this, but you just walked in like, do it. This is how I meet this guy. I have not matured. I'm 50 years old and I do all the farts. You know what's funny about that? When I was in Indiana, uh, America's Funniest Videos had an audition and my brother and I sang like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. All of the other. And we would just armpit fart together. We thought for sure we're getting on. And they didn't, we didn't get on. Oh, we had to wait. I had to wait for fame. Gold. So that that was my introduction to Michael. <laughs> People just turned off. Before yeah. he even said anything, he walks in doing this. And what'd and you then, think? Oh, I was like, part of me was thought, this guy's obnoxious, but he's also hilarious. And I thought, here we go. And then me, you, and Barry had the funnest chemistry on that. Like, out of all the movies I've done, oh, yeah. that one, I laughed the most. Like with the other actors, it was just like we we were. Yeah, we even we tried to get dying. Sorority Boys two going about yeah. a couple of years ago, and we couldn't get it going. And we just wanted to do it for low budget. We had some ideas and yeah. really funny story. And it was, I, I think I think mostly I wanted to do it because again I I hadn't had I still haven't had that much fun as I did on that. Yeah, movie. It, it was, was it was glorious. Yeah. Every day was a riot. It was why when you're when you're in college or high school and you're dreaming about fame and being in movies, 
you know, you don't think about money and all these. You think about just being in the movies. Yeah. And when we were on, that's what it was. It was just this excitement of just making each other laugh and making the crew laugh and running around and drag. It was, it was an absolute treat, man. Yeah, there, I, I miss those days. There's a lot of scenes in that movie where if you if you watch the movie closely, you can see us like laughing. It looks oh, like we're yeah. in character. Oh, yeah, there's, there's moments when you go, when you had the roofie thing, you go, you see, I want you to take this little thing right yeah. here. And I go, is that a roofie? And you're like... No, this is not. A, and I'm just, and if you look at the back of my head, you can see my lips going. Yeah. And many times in that movie. And by the way, that was our first scene that we shot. Was it? Yeah, because I remember I went, oh my God, these guys are cracking up. And this is our first scene. I couldn't stop laughing. And I know, the I remember. The director called me by my last name, Wally Waldarski goes, Rosenbaum. Yeah. And I go, I'm sorry. I know we were dying, and I thought if this is our first scene and we can't get through it, we're in I was trouble. Like, we're, I thought we're in trouble, but we're gonna have the best time, and we did. Oh yeah, we, we got through best it. Best time. If you haven't seen it, it's worth a shot. It's maybe, worth maybe it. smoke stream a J, it. Stream, stream it. it. Watch Sorority Boys. Just have a good time. Stick your head in an air couldn't, fryer. Couldn't get away with it today. That movie. No, there's no. some stuff in there. Yeah, it's that a shame just, too, because you should be able to get away with it because it, it's we, art. We're redeeming ourselves at the end. We were redeemed. We, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we redeem ourselves. If if it's art and you're portraying something that that's vile or over the top or that's what you need to do movies is the place to show that stuff because we can't show it in real life like you know like in guys shooting up a room or a monster it's like that's what movies are for to imagine the things we can't do in reality boy that was deep deep let's get back to some of our adventure here we go let's do it let's back to talk the adventures. about some of our adventures because okay. we we had some such such cool ones we went down to the amazon i had planned a trip to the amazon and i'd already booked it and one day we were shooting the breeze and i told you and you said i, I want to go and i said really and you said yeah so you can't we we booked you on it we went to peru we, we went to Peru, and then we went down. We got a small plane and a small... We drove into the into the, into the the jungle, and we got on this, this boat that held about, I don't know... 30. 20 or 30 other people. And we spent a week... Cruising down the Amazon River. Fishing for piranhas. Okay, I'm, I okay, caught a piranha. You caught piranha. I caught a piranha. We went... We went... Um, we went hunting for... Uh, Cayman, which is a you, you smaller. You one. You brought a Cayman up from the boat, didn't I you? All, I had my hands on one, and it got away, but the guy that was with us caught one and, and let us hold it. I don't think you held it. Yeah, I didn't but I did. It looked a little bit rough. I yeah, it's scary. It. I mean, it's a, it's a big uh, crocodilian. Yeah. And, and, and so we have video of it, but one of my – maybe I'll put it on the podcast. Yeah. Watch it right there. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. <laughs> you see, wow. guys? Now you can see a better profile there. They have 72 teeth in their upper and the lower jaws, and they lose their teeth okay, 45 times. Okay, bring them away, please. Thank okay, you. Close right to there. the face. Close <laughs> to my boob. Right no there. average face, maybe. The caiman. That's the caiman. This caiman can approach size up to six feet long, so they grow close to two meters long. So this, this Don't baby. Don't let go of that neck, George. Yeah. Caught a caiman on the Amazon River. <laughs> He's not kidding. And that blood on his sleeve is not his. That's not helping. 
Let me just feel his legs. That's what she said. <laughs> One of my favorite videos is they caught a nine foot uh, anaconda. Oh, yeah. And remember, we took each turn, we put it around our necks. Yeah. That was a little that scary. That was a little dicey. Harlan. Yeah. I got the anaconda in the Amazon jungle. You wanna, you wanna grab the head? Gently, from the back. Yeah, dude. Don't, don't press. Don't put pressure. Okay. There we go. Gracias. Don't let it get out. Wow. Are you okay, my friend? I feel good. I feel good. Alright. Oh, what is he doing? No, yeah, no, I think you're strangling don't, the anaconda. Don't, don't put pressure on the head. Be careful, bud. Alright, George, get that thing away from him. Okay. Let me help you with that. You got him? Yeah. Oh, his teeth yes. are out, I think. Yeah. Wow. You're in the middle of nowhere, and they're asking you to do this, and you. I, I asked to do it. You they didn't. Pants I said, I want "Did I do it? it? Did I do you it?" You didn't want to, and I said to you, "I said, Michael, I'm doing it. Look, it's okay as long as you that they, you know, they told us how to hold it." I said, "When you look back on this trip, you want to see yourself when you're 85 in a rock. You want to have footage of you holding an anaconda in the Amazon, and you did it. And I did it." I, and I then the, on the other end of the spectrum, we were in this little village in the middle of the Amazon, and this little family came up in a boat, and the, and they they had caught a wild sloth. Oh yeah, remember? I remember. And, I was and it was so the happy. kid's I, pet. Yeah, and you were holding it, and we were holding it, and it was like the look on your face. If I can find the footage, I'll I'll put it in the podcast. It was wild. It was it wild. Was so cool. Yeah. I'm in the Amazon rainforest, or on the Amazon, one of the local villagers handed me his baby sloth, and he's just almost as adorable as me. Right, little buddy? Right? Oh, nose kisses. Nose kisses. That was a wild trip, man. I just and I oh. thank you for uh, for helping me explore the world. Oh, it was great. You know, so, yeah. some of my favorite moments was just us wailing down the Amazon, and because the, there were smaller motor boats attached to the big boat, and yeah. during the day we do day trips. Yeah, but that, we are on the actual Amazon River. Swimming, remember us just swimming we in the Amazon? We swam in the Amazon. We swam We're, in the Amazon. We dove in in swam our Amazon. underpants. In we our s- underpants. And you know, now looking back, man, I mean, piranhas, caimans. Yeah, and they the, said there's a little bacteria thing that can get into the tip of your penis and like you can get really sick from it. But I kept thinking about that. Hello? Um, Hello? Can we not get X-rated here, guy? Nurse. Is, um, anyway. 
Wow, just derailed the whole guy goes tip of the penis and yeah, everything just I froze. had to go penis. Just it's froze. But, um, yeah, w- one of my favorite moments, and you were asleep for it, so you don't know. I hope this is all recording. So far, slow good. <laughs> Sloth good. But um, <laughs> we were whaling down the river in these motorboats, and you were, like, you were, like, so into it. You were so chilled and i just looked over and you were like asleep and i see the jungle whipping by and i pulled my camera out and i just got a shot of you just you just had this sort of content grin on your face and we're wailing down the amazon it was the rainy season so the rivers were high where we could actually take the boat through the jungles yeah and you were just like sort of half passed out i'll see if i can find the video yeah. but i i love it's one of my favorite i don't know why it just it just there was something peaceful, really peaceful. peaceful, and it's like here I am with my buddy. We're a million miles away from our reality. Like we just talked about where we met. Yeah, Hollywood, the glitz, the glamour, the the, the politics, the the chess playing. It's it's a tough game here in Hollywood. Yeah, and here I was with one of my best buddies. Just just. just Just wailing down the Amazon. Just being, just being. Yeah. Here I am, the one that you love, asking for another day. Understand, the one that you love. Wait, let me do it. Air supply, geez, Louise. Well, I don't like. If you're gonna do a second verse, I need to do a second part. So do you do you want to do the second verse? Understand, the one that you love, loving in so many. Do I have a nice uh, like cleavage? Do you think? I mean, there's a nice dent in there. No, it's is it gross? I don't repulse. No, I'm not repulsed. Call me Flash. Call me Flash. Flash. He is the flash today. I've never seen you so flashy. I've never seen you so fleshy. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez Louise. No thanks. I'm busy for the rest of my Garbage life. Garbage bags. So, so I got to talk about... I, I write little bullet points on my on my list. Yeah, you know? sure. But I knew I wouldn't need them because me and you, we've been... We've been I mean, we, do, we did an, two 11-hour... Like trailer drives to Burning Man, oh, so we boy. we can talk for for eternity. But one of my favorite moments, like I said, Michael loves to have people. At, you love to have people at your house. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. You now. know what it is. Yeah, Look at his yeah. face. So we, you know, Michael's got this great group of friends, and they're my friends. But I know them mostly through Michael. And and one day we were in his kitchen, and Michael was. You know, changing out the garbage can in his kitchen. The plastic bags. Yeah, the white plastic out. bags. And you know when, when you have to get the air in them, you snap them? And there was these two girls standing there drinking beers. And Michael just turned and went, snap! Right? And they were like, they just jumped. And it was like, this thing filled up with air. And it was just like, there was something so hilarious about it. If I, 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 I'm thinking of, if I ever get a chance to put that in a movie, I'm going to put it in. There's, there's something so funny. About it, it was so surprising. It's so and it it's so jolting. loud. It's like it's like a firecracker going yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And that no one funny. expects the host in their home to walk up to a guest in your house and snap a garbage bag in your face. Yeah, like a glad garbage bag, which made them unglad to be there. I oh, think. they were friends. They got it. I know they loved it, but it just I don't know why that cracked me up. So then, so we go to the Amazon. Then we go to Burning Man oh, together, man, Burning and you know man. what? I'm going to ask you if you want to do this because this could be cool or not. You tell me. 
we shot the whole thing. And I made a documentary film called Burning Man. And it's, it's literally, it's a chronicle of Michael and I's journey to Burning Man. It's like an hour and a half documentary. Yeah, you've always wanted to air this. And I'm like, ah, I think it's more personal. It's well, it's us. very intimate. And that's the purpose. Well, most documentaries are. They're very personal. That's what, it's a journey. You, you, you go on the journey with us. So what I was going to say is maybe there's little clips we maybe can air a clip. yeah, on maybe our Patreon clips. or something. Yeah. Or if you wanted to put the whole movie up on your Patreon, that's an idea we can talk about. Join my Patreon. I'll email you back. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Right. But it could be the only place where people could watch the whole movie. We can talk you know about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Because there's some definitely some clips that there's some emotional clips when I, you know, cause oh. my, my dog went blind. My dog or if we passed away now. Two days before we were supposed two to days leave. before we go, he went blind. He had some procedure, and the, the pressure in his eyes, he just went blind. Yeah. And um, it was very emotional for me, and I was like, Harlan, I can't go, I can't go, I can't yeah. go. And Harlan said, this is actually the time you should go. Leave your dog with you know your assistant, Jess, and she'll take care of him. There's nothing you can do. And we'll go there, and we'll celebrate, and we'll pray. You know, and we had this stuffed animal uh, that looked like Irv, and we took it with us. And there's this temple at Burning Man that you bring people bring uh, pictures of their loved ones that have passed away or that are sick, and they pray, and it's kind of an emotional, cool thing. Yeah, it's a non-denominational, non-denominational. like they build it. They build a, a giant temple, and it's just spiritual. So right, it can be religious, it cannot be religious. And it's, we brought the dog, a stuffed animal, yeah. there, and we uh, prayed. We, we prayed, prayed and, and we he got of, his sight back. And and I'm telling you, you don't have to believe me. After praying for the dog and reading a little poetry and little poems that Harlan made, and we were with this girl, what was uh, her, her Deanne? Yeah, Deanne beautiful, was awesome. Love Deanne. Yeah, and we went back to my trailer, and I w- I walked in, and my phone rang. And this is and an we, hour after we and prayed. we're not getting any signal where we are. And, and by the way, we prayed ringing. hard. We were cr- uh, we were huddled. We were crying. crying. We were like, please bring I was the really site back. He, he loves his dog. And Jess answers. My assistant answers and says. Irv can see. Yeah. To and this she day, showed I feel, video. I feel the emotion. She showed video of she him chasing video a ball. Of him chasing a ball. It was miraculous. When we left for Burning Man, Irv was walking into walls. Walking into walls. Couldn't walk. I mean, see, at all. See, here's why I want people to see Burning Man. Folks, I filmed all of this. Like, this is a special, like, I, I think, I think you're worried. At least worried. a scene. I think there's a scene. There's some things that I'm not crazy for people to see like what i don't remember i have to watch it again. send it to me again i think what you because you looked at it as a filmmaker and an editor well, and there's some a... scenes that are long and but but i purposely want them to be long because i want people to have the kind of the road trip moments send but it then, to me again i want to see it again now wait you don't still have it i don't i don't know Best. I have it somewhere, but I want you to yeah, send, I'll it. send it. I want. Well, I even if watch we don't again. show the whole movie, and now they're going to want to see it. But even if we just show some scenes, it'll be someday th- someone's got to see the whole movie. All right. I think when maybe when you're older, you'll look at it again and go, "Oh my God, that was such a fun moment in my life." Maybe it's still too fresh for you. I don't know. Maybe I want to watch it again. I I, I, yeah. I want to watch it because I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Again. So no, it's I, I think it I think people would enjoy it. But uh, it was the, an experience, by the way. Burning Man, I didn't want to go but for many reasons, and I was kind of scared. I'm not like that way. I, yeah, and then everyone went, says and, that. And I'm telling you, 
To this day, I think it was the best three days of my life. You, Michael, originally didn't want to go. I had to sort of twist your arm a little, but then to your credit, you went, you got, you went, you know what? I'm going. And yeah. I was so happy because all my other, everyone has the same attitude. I'm not going, I'm not going. You got over the hump. A guy who said, I don't want to go initially, I can't tell you probably 20 to 25 times while we were there out having the time of our lives, you just stopped. We, we could be jumping up and down. You just stopped and went, buddy, I love you, man. I want you to know this is the best time I've ever had in my life. Like you said that yeah. to me many times, and yeah. I said it back. Yeah. We just had a ride. Well, I mean, I remember just laughing on our bikes, going oh. four in the morning, trying to find our trailer, and just riding our bikes with yeah. lights on them, and going just laughing and hearing oh. you in the distance say your wife, <laughs> and I'm just going, oh my gosh, what's going? What's that giant octopus yeah. over there? What's this? People are just everybody's just it's like it's like the if, if the world were, were were in love yeah if the whole world just got together and said hey man love you it's love it's, it's art I wish the it's world could be like, it was just it it's, was it's fun. like it's like landing on another planet it was fun I it hope was, we go back one day yeah I've, I think we should I've talked to you maybe about how about it. next year yeah we've talked about it next year I think we should next year I think we should I think we should and I won't I won't shit so many times in your in your trailer it's all right I think that turned you off a little bit. I could be better. Okay. I could be a better roommate. Good. That's all I needed to hear. I, I want to do. I want to do it anyway. Whether you crap a lot or no, not. I'll go to the. It other was too much fun. It, it was, was too much. much fun too much to, love and fun to let that stand. To let your movements get in the way of a good time. Amen. Wow. So this is the story about my second trip to Burning Man, the Burning Man Festival. And I decided to ask one of my best friends, Michael Rosenbaum, to come with me. He reluctantly said yes, and for reasons you'll see, it almost didn't happen. He almost didn't come. But in the end, he did, and a lot of things happened. And this is our story. Poor Herb, he went blind, dude. Yeah, but he's gonna be all right. They said there's a good chance, or at least a 50% chance of prednisone that he'll, uh, he'll get his sight back after we reduce some inflammation. So he just has to take some pills, some eye drops every day. And uh, he's been pooping, he's been, you know, eating. We went for a walk today, two little walks. He's Dude, you know what I think is gonna bring his sight back is our journey to Burning Man. We're gonna put a picture up in the temple and pray for him and send out like good energy so his eyesight comes back. Yeah. Come here, where are you going? Oh, um, he just bashed into the suitcase. He put the fucking suitcase in the RV like that. Well, he just rammed into <laughs> it. Are you okay? Oh, oh he really soft. is blind. It's All right, soft. let's. It's okay, baby. I didn't believe me. Well, you put it right in the middle of his path. Well, I didn't know you weren't. Ah, right in the middle of his blind it's path. It's almost like you wanted him to hit it. I can't believe we're doing this, man. Yeah. Just a little. Uh, You're a little nervous, right? Well, yeah. You uh, about a month ago, six yeah. weeks ago, you said, "Buddy, let's go to the Burning Man," and I wasn't into it. I have to admit. Yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere for like five days, but supposedly it's cathartic. It's. Uh, it's embrace people embrace you and uh, I'm 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 open. 
And we're going to get your dog's sight back, dude. Most importantly. Let's go. You ready? Can you help me with this? I'm busy holding the camera. Well, someone's got to do the documentary. Selfish. Here we go, dude. Ready for this? So, after one of the weirdest packing jobs I'd ever experienced in my life, we headed towards Burning Man. A 537-mile shot straight north from Hollywood to a dry lake bed on an Indian reservation in Nevada called Black Rock City. It's a grueling nine-hour and 32-minute drive, and that's not counting all the stops you make along the way. Um, our first casualty of having an RV, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't drive through, because as you can see, people have hit us, so the guy back there with the headphones Robocop. the distance, he let us like order, and we're walking through the drive-through. Should we pretend we're in a mime car? Like, you'd be the passenger, and I'll, like, hold the steering wheel. Would you mind rolling down the window? I'm hot. Oh, here we go. Hang on. We're going. Hello there. Hey, man. How you doing? What's up, Pretty dude? Good, man. I don't have a car. Oh, it's nice. I oh. like it. I like the invisible paint you got going there. Right? I think you got a flat there. <laughs> That's his wiener. <laughs> Flat wiener. Taking my first dump in the RV. Hey, Harlan. What? Guess what I'm doing? I have a feeling I already know. Well, take a guess. Taking a dump. Thank you. Bro. He was right. The playa. A dry lake bed spanning over 200 square miles. Actually one of the largest, flattest surfaces on planet Earth. The dry, dusty bed of the former Lake Lahontan, 15,000 years ago covered in 500 feet of water. Now a vast, empty, flat lake bed covered with a bunch of people like me and Michael looking for an adventure, looking for a miracle for a blind dog. We're heading into Burning Man. Whoa, bro. Whoa. I mean, this is madness. Look, it's coming right across the road. We're about to go. We're about to go blind here in about five seconds, guys. See you in Oz. like being locked up inside a funhouse in the belly of an electric jellyfish. A mile across filled with fun, fantasy, and 70,000 free-spirited people. This is a blast, look at this! Burning back, can you believe I'm here? Rosie O'Grady. No one's watching this except you and me. Yeah, really. This is for me to you, Harlan. Yeah, bud. Hey, buddy, I love you. Love you, bud. I love you, buddy. I'll see you at the uh, convalescent home in about 30. So we're taking Irv. Show me Irv, bro. Is Irv? We're taking Irv. Taking him to the temple to get his sight back. Going into the temple. There it is. We're gonna try and get Irv fixed up. Say some prayers. Get a sight back, bro. As we approach the mesmerizing temple, 
I could see Michael slowing down. This was a guy who never slowed down. I knew Michael well, and I knew that this was throwing him off his game. The temple was powerful. A non-religious, non-denominational structure where people of all kinds could just simply go and pray with whatever beliefs they had. It belonged to nobody, and it belonged to everybody at the same time. It was beautiful, mystical, spiritual, and maybe even intimidating. And somehow, with Dee in the lead, I felt like me and Michael were the lion and the scarecrow following Dorothy to meet the great and powerful Oz. All of your creation so much and all the animals and so we just lift up our own to pray for healing of his eyes lord we know you can do all things and we know that you're the healer the ultimate healer and we just lift him to you and we ask you hold him close in your arms and just look over him god and when when we return back let him just be completely healed and so joyful and so happy and feeling amazing He's following the fucking ball, man. Throw it again, Katie. Throw it downstairs. Throw, throw it over him. Yes! <laughs> this is glorious. I never expected this, you know? Harlan, my buddy, was telling me, you gotta do this, buddy. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if it's for me. It's for every human being. You got, you got a heartbeat? Burning Man's for you. If you don't have a heartbeat, if you don't have faith in something, you'll find faith pretty quickly out here. Pretty magical. They have 24 hours. I'm just like, are you kidding me? It's just, uh, epic. Epic is the word. There's the man. The spirit manifests itself in so many different ways. And to be honest, this was a part of the journey that I hope Michael would be able to recognize and lay witness to. And boy, did he ever. I knew Michael would have no problem finding the fun here, but now we also found something much deeper. How many you people know you're really alive? Yes! And so, in the end, Maybe Irv was trying to tell us something. Maybe Irv was there to remind us that sometimes we all go blind in life. Maybe Irv's blindness was a reminder to all of us to take it all in, absorb, live, laugh, love, and joy before it all fades to black. Um, last thing I want to talk about, because this is one of our most recent adventures. Me and Michael rented a beach house down in Florida. We just wanted to get away. This was, what, about a year ago, year and a half uh, ago? 
Oh yeah, we rented a beach house down in uh, in Florida, right on the coast, because we wanted to go fishing and stuff. That's right, and just hang out. So we got this great beautiful place, place with a really long dock, and we were in swimming. We were diving for shells and seafood. Yeah, what and did stuff. we collect? Scallops, scallops, scallops. scallop diving, and collect yeah. them in a bag, and just it was yeah. beautiful. It was so fun. And then and then um, on the last day, we had made a lot of food. We had made like all these scrambled eggs and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was our last day. So me being a wise guy, I go, ah, I'm going to go throw this in the ocean. So I went way down to the end of the dock. Threw a bunch of scrambled eggs in the ocean. I have it on video yeah. somewhere. Have you dumb it? What is he doing? He's dumping a bunch of scrambled <laughs> eggs in the that ocean. Up too. Yeah. Threw it in the ocean. And then Michael comes out on the end of the dock. And we're standing there laughing. Right where, I, where we were swimming, Right too. where we were swimming. Right, you know, we're howling at that there's an omelet loose in the ocean. And all of a sudden, like a nine-foot tiger shark swims right up at our feet. And we're just like, what the? This is where we were swimming yesterday. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty wicked. It was pretty wicked. And we filmed the shark. Filmed we'll, we'll, it. We have we'll the tiger shark. I mean, just crazy. There's the sharks. Film them. Film them. That's a tiger shark, bro. Look at the big fish following them. Look at them. Wow. <gasps> That's my first. This is where we swim. Another crazy adventure. With I know. You. I know. What's our next? Before we go, why don't we? Why don't you guys? Uh, you oh. know, they could chime in and say you yeah. guys should do this. You guys should That's go a here. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys want to suggest an adventure for me and Michael, because COVID kind of stopped us. The, the 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 Florida thing was our last one, which is about a year. Can and a half Can we do that ago. again? Oh yeah, we got it. We got to yeah, go find, we gotta that, find that house. We got again. more omelets to flip. Yeah, man. we do. But yeah, th- send suggestions for me and Michael, and uh, and then when we have you back, you're gonna come back and do oh, this again. Man, of course, we got to do more singing. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, before we go, Michael is so talented on so many levels. His his band is a relatively new thing. You started that about three, four years ago. We have our second Sunspin. We have our second album out. Yeah. Um, it's coming out in September. So uh, you can good. go on. You can go online and, and look up Sunspin and listen to the album. I think you'll actually really enjoy it. You'll it's love really it. I'm fun. telling it's you, good, I, good I wrote Michael like a two page review when I heard it. I was like, wow. He did. Thank you. You blew my mind because I didn't know. I mean, I know you sing. I know you play guitar. By the way, Michael's the singer, and his friend Rob his lead uh, guitar. does the guitar. And and uh, but it's really good. I'm excited. What's the name of the second album? We have we. You know, it could be called "It Never Is What It Is," but we don't know exactly. Oh, so yet. it's, we're, it's we're that waiting. new. It's, it's not it's, even it's, out yet. It's not out yet. It will come out probably in September. It's the, right. the album's done except for some harmonies. Okay, a couple harmonies, and uh, but you could find the other album everywhere uh, on Spotify. Do you guys and, have a website and stuff? Uh, yeah, sunspin.com. You can get a Check bunch of cool out. merch. Yeah, and and the podcast is called Inside You with Michael Rosenbaum. You can find that anywhere yeah. on YouTube. I'm a, I have a Patreon, and the new podcast we started like a week ago. Tell them. Tell is em. called Talkville. It's a Smallville rewatch podcast with me and Tom. Tom Welling been getting great responses and there's uh it's we watch an episode of Smallville and then we review it and critique it and people call in and uh we have a couple episodes in the can 
And uh, I think it's a, it's going to be a big success. i got to interject for a second here. I feel horrible at the top of the show. I should have mentioned Michael was one of the stars of the Smallville series that ran for seven years on on television. This was Lex Luthor right well, here. Well, there you go, folks. So I, I feel bad. I didn't say yeah, that I wouldn't feel bad. I do. I feel really bad, and I think I'm having an anxiety. You okay? No, not really. Have you ever had an anxiety Get attack? Get me an omelet. Have you ever had Get anxiety? me a shark omelet. <laughs> Have you ever had an no. anxiety attack? Never. No, I've never. You've I never had anxiety. I not really. You never get really nervous about something. Do you want me to? You want to hear my secret? It's really simple and stupid. This is what I. It's about. Okay, and then we're then we're gonna wrap it up. But this, whenever I get to feeling down, or I feel myself feeling down, or I feel anxiety, or I I feel the the thermometer rising. I literally, it's the simplest idea. I don't know if I'm an idiot or a genius for it, but I, in my head, like in your head, visualize an orange right now. Do you see an orange? Yes. So what I do is in my head, do you see that light switch on the wall? Yeah. I visualize a light switch. And whenever something starts to go, I just go, no, I'm in control. This is my body. I'm in control of my brain. You're not in control of me. And I visualize the switch and I go, click. And off I go. I just shut it the fuck off. You can do that. I can do that. You've always been able to do that. I didn't really need to do that till I kind of got into adulthood. Because when you're younger, I you don't think, think it was things. too carefree. But as you get older and you start worrying about money and relationships and your mortality and everything, politics, you're, you're, as you get older, your mind starts to explore no heavier switch thing. just a little click did Boom. you just shut me off let me just get back on there you go and then so what happens is i i do the thing and that are you gonna shut me off again no no, not now so that's that's my it, it's simplistic and but it works now yeah. if if something really monumental happened like i rolled a minivan and hit a bunch of old ladies who were picking blueberries on the side of the 405 and smashed their faces in that switch might have to be flicked a few times, but, you know, for the you general stuff. It. Yeah, I get right. through it. Well, thanks for the insight. Yeah. That was helpful. I tried to breathe. There's like uh, this, uh, one of my guests on my show, and actually I've heard this a few times, a quick exercise for you. Ooh. You breathe in slowly four seconds. You hold four seconds. And slowly let it out four seconds. And then hold for four seconds and then continue to do it. And you will immediately feel better. Wow. That's it a lot really, of seconds. It really helps just control your breathing. Focus on something else. Relax. It's not so that that does mm. does help me a little S bit. That's what I mean. Simple but effective. That's Simple like my effective. switch. Good. We each gave each other yeah, a little, a little bit thing. Of, uh, yeah. Little present. That's what buddies do. Buddy. And I don't think have you have you plugged everything you want to mention? Is there anything? Oh yeah, else? everything's Any... uh, if you guys you know want to do you know check things out, check them out. If not, yeah. if not, you don't have to. But uh, no, this has been a real joy, they're, buddy. They're, they're going to check it out. I I'm, hope so. I'm telling I hope you. So. Um, folks, it's been a pleasure. My buddy, we'll, we'll, we'll do this again. I, I'm excited. We could talk about anything, really. We could. Um, it's my buddy, Michael Zachary Rosenbaum. And that's it for today, everybody. <laughs> Until next time, chicken chow main, baby.
and click the switch. Ready? Flick. Hey, I'm Sean. And I'm Edwin. And I'm Alex. Each week in our podcast, we hang out and have fun talking about The Office. We discuss show themes, plot arcs, character profiles, single episodes, and everything in between. Listen to the Michael Scott Podcast Company on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.